0: to the retail transformation show with me oliver banks this is your weekly podcast delivering you the insight ideas and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail enjoy listening hey there welcome to the retail transformation show my name is oliver banks i am your host and I'm a retail transformation specialist. I work with retailers as a consultant and advisor helping to drive retail transformation forward, tackling complex challenges, defining operating models, and making progress happen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This one is episode 231, number 231. And today we continue to explore the retail technology that can solve in-store challenges, part two. Since the pandemic, we've recognised the resilience of stores, physical stores, and we also have to recognise that they do remain under threat. With all of the different costs involved, and inflation multipliers added onto those, they remain a major financial investment, and therefore they must deliver. They must deliver sales through the tills but it must also be bigger than that yes they play a part in the omnichannel experience but additionally physical stores are a brand statement in all locations for any given customer wherever they're located the local branch of your business is exactly how that customer sees your brand it's not the glossy flagship store that is miles and miles away it is the store that is on their doorstep. And so you need to be able to deliver a consistent operation, a consistent high level of service and experience. And the core retail essentials, availability, great prices, great service, and so on, are just as true now as they ever have been. So deploying technology into the core operating model to support all of that, building consistency, driving simplicity, really helps make that operation more successful. I mentioned that this is part two. In the previous episode, episode 230, part one, we started the discussion and looked at a couple of major challenges facing retail stores, namely how to gather meaningful data about customer shopping habits, where we were talking about loyalty and omni-channel visibility and collecting in-store data. And then secondly how to make it easy to shop in store where we were thinking about friction, customer propositions, simplifying checkouts, and leveraging the different channels. Additionally, I left you with a parting thought. With retail technology projects, the challenges are more about the journey of transformation rather than the technical solution. So if a technology in a physical store or any location for that matter doesn't work, it may be worth seriously asking whether that challenge was born during the transformation, during the development, or could it have been prevented by an alternative transformation plan, of course. But in today's episode, we are going to continue on and we're looking at another couple of challenges and some of the different technologies that you can apply to help overcome those challenges. The show notes for today are over at obandco.uk slash 231. That's www.obandco.uk slash 231. And head over to the show notes and sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. This is a weekly email that provides a comprehensive snapshot of all of the latest trends and developments across the ever-evolving world of retail. It features intriguing insights, news headlines, podcasts, events, industry reports, all curated to help businesses and retailers to stay ahead of the curve and deliver transformation in their retail operation. It aims to be quick and easy to digest, so, subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing, a must for anyone looking to stay up to date and competitive in the ever evolving retail landscape. Sign up for free obandco.uk 231. The first challenge that we are going to dive into today is often phrased as the ultimate omnichannel vision, how to develop a seamless customer journey, especially from the store's point of view. Because in stores, when you're trying to create this seamless customer journey, it's difficult to identify customers. It's difficult to then connect that same customer across different channels, whether it be around a browsing experience, a purchase experience, past purchase history. It's difficult to encourage customers and make it easy to continue that shopping journey for a product that perhaps they were looking at or inspired by in another channel. You've seen a product in store, you go home and you try to find it. Can you find it? Oh, no. Or vice versa, equally. It's difficult to reconnect with physical retail customers after they have been considering a product. There is no bricks and mortar equivalent of a forgotten basket. And of course, it can still be difficult to do many different omni-channel type things such as returns. This topic could explode into many different podcasts, of course, and it's closely related to one of the challenges that we were talking about last time. So do make sure you go and listen to part one if you haven't already done that. But there are various technologies that you can apply. Connected or omnichannel baskets is a great example. This is where you could be shopping online or in store and be able to retrieve the products you're considering in either location. Red Ant have done some amazing work here, developing omnichannel basket capabilities And they have got some superb case studies, for example, with Furniture Village, where they explain how customers can go through a single customer journey, blending different channels together to find, for example, their ideal sofa. But of course, it doesn't just need to be about furniture. So that's the first technology that can help to overcome this seamless customer journey challenge. Apps are another good example. Screwfix and Toolstation. As home improvement stores or DIY stores that also open to the trade are great examples where, particularly Screwfix, the app can help to identify a customer and make it easy to pick up orders, but also recognize who those customers are in store. The big challenge, especially with apps, is that customers don't want to have an app for everything. Certainly, I don't want to have an app for everything. A, my phone gets too crowded and I can't find what I want to find especially if there's an app there where I only use it very rarely, but also phones run out of space, right? So customers are only going to use apps for their best, their most favorite retail destinations, those stores that they are most likely to use on a frequent basis. So apps are not for everyone, but the people that use apps are probably going to be among your best your most loyal and your most valuable customers. So really consider how your app experience can be tailored towards your most valuable customers. There are location-based services which can help as well, especially powered by Wi-Fi, which can help to recognize customers on entry. Plus it gives more data around heat mapping like we mentioned last time. But also based on this location and based on who that customer is, you can start to do some clever things like deploying vouchers, personalized discounts based on their precise location, hyper personalized, if you will. And this technology is significantly more developed and more accessible as well than the Bluetooth beacons of yesteryear. So do check out, for example, what Juniper Networks are doing. Some very exciting developments there. I mentioned refunds and returns a little while ago. On the face of it, a simple, seamless customer journey when it comes to refunds and returns should be easy. But unfortunately, to many, it still provides a major challenge. And it doesn't even need to necessarily be through Omnichannel either, right? Mrs. B experienced a perfect example of this just recently. Shopping with a major high street retailer, she bought some products on Multibuy. The promotion was to buy two for a specific price. She wasn't sure which two to go for, so she purchased three with the intention, of course, of keeping two and refunding the one product she didn't want, but wanted to make a decision at home when she conferred with me. We made the decision. We decided which one was going to return, but when she got back to return that single item, she found out that it wasn't possible. She was only going to get a tiny refund because it was bought on discount and she's returning only part of the discount. And the in-store colleagues lacked the technical ability, the empowerment and the service to easily rectify the situation. The suggestion was to go home, pick up the other two products, and then they could sort it all out. The alternative solution was to buy another two products. Fortunately, they had availability still on the shop floor, by the same two products we wanted to keep, return those two products against the original receipt along with the one she wanted to return. And eventually, after much wrangling, she had bought two products on the Multipie deal with a refund en route a few days later. Obviously, clearly an awful experience. And there will be a reason for this, a technical reason. Most likely, the Multipie discount had been applied Against two specific products. I don't know how those two products were identified, whether they were scanned in a particular order or alphabetical or product code. Who knows? Well, let me tell you who doesn't know, and that is any given customer. Just because there is a technical reason as to why it worked like that, it doesn't make it reasonable from that customer's point of view, right? And there's a couple of different angles here. One, from a technology point of view, of course, there are some instances like this, which really should be features of your given checkout or POS system, right? The challenge is that there are likely similar bugs all over many of your different systems. But finding the justification to fix some of those bugs is going to be really difficult when you've got such a huge product backlog or workpad that already keep your technical teams excessively busy. But the second part of this is how you empower your colleagues in store and encourage them to do the right thing, the sensible thing, despite any given technology restrictions that may exist. And when we're talking about a seamless customer journey, yes, of course, we'd love it all to be automatic and you know the algorithms do all the work. But in many instances, especially in physical retail stores, people still hold the key. So how you, like I say, empower those people, how you encourage them to do the right thing, how you train and create a culture of that as well is just as important as the technology itself, arguably more important because let's be honest, people could be a whole lot more flexible than technologies. So there are many different technologies that can help develop seamless customer journeys, but don't let it only be about the technology. Let's move on to our second challenge that we'll talk about today, and that is of in-store efficiencies. A massive topic right now, as many retailers look to manage and control and restrict the growth of their costs amid inflation rises to utilities, labor, and all sorts. Now, the solution to driving better install efficiency or productivity, however you call it, in simple terms, is either to remove an activity, to simplify an activity, so it takes fewer steps, to speed up an activity, so it's literally quicker to do the same amount of steps, or to automate it, which is kind of a blend of all of those other three. And actually, when I was at Tesco, a particular phrase became ingrained in me. Better, simpler, cheaper. And this became a really good yardstick for thinking about transformation. And especially when thinking about productivity and efficiency-based changes as well. Is it better? Is it simpler? Is it cheaper? Is it better for your customers? Is it simpler for your colleagues? And is it cheaper for the business? Now, whilst we're also talking about productivity, it would be remiss of me not to recommend Simon Heddo's podcast, the Rethink Productivity podcast. So I do encourage you, do go and check out that podcast. Simon's got loads of guests talking about all sorts of productivity challenges and solutions. But right now, what technologies might you want to look at if you are looking to tackle the challenge of in-store efficiency? Well, firstly check out robotics and automating physical tasks. This is particularly good for repetitive tasks, tasks that happen many, many times a day or a week. In-store, look at tasks like cleaning, availability or gap scanning, merchandise plan, reviews, price compliance, price changes, and many more that I'm sure you can think of as well. If your store is acting as a micro-fulfillment center then maybe you are looking at warehouse automation for doing stock movement and order fulfillment. IKEA are also using drones for doing stock checks in the warehouses. And again, if you are a micro fulfillment center, you may want to look at doing delivery robotics and automation, whether it be through drones, through wheeled robots that roll along the pedestrian or the sidewalk or the pavement, or perhaps even smart lockers as well. But it doesn't need to be just robotics here as well. Things like electronic shelf edge labels and digital signage, which can instantly update and save many, many visits to the shelf edge or to display or change or update different signage options throughout the store. All of this offers both a labor saving, but also more dynamic ability to change the messaging or the prices than their paper counterparts. Now, of course, electronic shelf edge labels and digital signage is not new. They've been around for quite some time now. But in the past, perhaps you have struggled to justify the investment, gain sufficient support, or prioritise to make the business case or the technology integration work. But for all of these different solutions, which do tend to be capital heavy, let's be honest, consider where is the break-even point? where increasing labor costs start to really shift the balance and the business case and the justification of these robotics or automation tasks and solutions. Another technology that you might want to look at is around AI or using more system-driven tasks. Now, this could be around using it for more complex forecasting or simpler scheduling or better order accuracy. Or creating clearer reports and task recommendations. Managing people's tasks, rotoring, task management, training. All of these can be driven by new AI capabilities. Some of them can integrate really super easily into your existing workflows and your existing systems. Some might even stand alone, right? But all of these can really tackle some complex challenges which involve a lot of human processing. And if there's human processing, there's likely to be lots of noise, lots of variation, lots of errors as well. And of course, lots of time spent, which can all drive that efficiency saving to help manage the P&L. There are other AI solutions as the, the broad AI technology develops, right? In store, we're seeing more retailers take up age verification systems which can streamline and speed up restricted sales around alcohol or certain medicines or tobacco and knives and so on. That face recognition technology is really developing. And there are more companies now, certainly in the UK, that are starting to use face recognition to recognize specific customer faces when they walk over the threshold. For example, highlighting if there is a shrink risk from a suspected or known offender that has just entered the store. For example, take a look at what Sports Direct and Southern Co-op are doing. So AI is coming along. It's rapidly developing as a technology, as I'm sure you know already. And as this continues to evolve, there will be many, many more use cases that will help drive in-store efficiencies and many other benefits look at different communication devices as well like headsets or even colleague apps which can help simplify stock checks communicating with other colleagues removing travel time removing searching time ultimately all there to provide information to the right person at the right place at the right time and that helps save significant effort significant labor significant cost as well and you can couple your ai solutions with your communication devices, for example, to allow the information to guide the task or to remove the level of training and therefore variation as well. Checkouts we spoke quite a bit about last time, so I'm only going to touch on it. Checkouts are labor intensive, especially traditional checkouts. But this really depends on, of course, your category, but also your desired customer experience as well. You might want to look at technologies around self-checkout, mobile POS, customer-driven checkout, where you can use your own phone to scan and go, essentially. And of course, check out free solutions like Amazon Fresh and their Just Walkout technology. There are store wayfinding apps, which help customers find their way to the products they are looking for, rather than trying to find a colleague. And in particular, this is super helpful because there are some apps which are specifically designed for the visually impaired or otherwise disadvantaged customers to help them navigate your store as well. Of course, we don't want a completely hands-free experience for these customers or any customers, but it offers choice. And that can be a huge efficiency driver as well. Choice from the customers, whether they want to engage with a colleague or not. And then finally, store compliance as well is another area especially relevant in the grocery or consumer packaged goods sector. There are lots of questions around whether the merchandising plan has been executed accurately, whether it's been updated, what availability is looking like, are different supplier-funded marketing or branding elements in place, and are supplier-funded positions in place and accurate as well. And there are different solutions that are coming in to help with all of these different compliance checks whether it be cameras mounted on robots or using your CCTV or additional cameras, as well as apps that can record and upload footage either for AI analysis or simple evidence as well. So there are loads of different technologies and we could go on for loads of different examples as well, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a highlight of some of the different technologies that can be used to drive in-store efficiencies. And if there are some technologies which you dismissed in recent months or even years, especially due to cost, it may be worth re-reviewing those again as the various costs of your business have increased. Does that solution now make financial viable feasible sense now? Once again, I've got a closing thought for you. But before we do wrap up this, I will share three episodes that I suggest you check out next. Firstly, if you've not checked out part one of this conversation, do go and take a listen. That's episode 230, Retail Tech to Solve install Challenges, part one. We were talking about Simon Heddo's podcast, so I really enjoyed having Simon on to the podcast on several different episodes. One that I will spike out, though, is episode 141, number 141 called Simplification Isn't Rocket Science. That came at the end of a mini-series that Simon and I did together. And then finally, we have spoken about AI, one of the major tech development areas right at the moment. And if you'd like to know what ChatGPT thinks about AI's role and the future of retail in stores, as well as more broadly, take a little listen to episode 223, called AI and the Future of Retail, with ChatGPT as my guest. So three episodes for you to go and check out. Find them all at obandco.uk 231. And here's a, a final thought for you to take away. As you may have gathered, and I'm sure you're already aware, there are many avenues for retail technology to help solve the different in-store challenges. And there are many, many, many more technologies and solutions that exist that we've just not had time to discuss over this episode and the last episode, of course. But given this, given there are many different challenges, given there are many different technologies and solutions out there, one of the big challenges that faces you is around prioritization. Prioritization of the different challenges and of the different technologies remains a crucial activity, a tough one too. So let me ask you, how are you gonna level up how you go about prioritizing and really making sure that you make the right decisions for your company? And if you're a retailer and would like to know my recommendations as to how to go about prioritization, let me know. Email me and let's discuss. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. I'll pop that in the show notes from today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to hearing from you very soon. And until the next episode, stay well. Bye for now.